What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Happy Sunday. I'm Miles McPherson, pastor of the Rock Church. Welcome to church today. We are starting a new series today. I'm so excited, not only about the series, but the fruit that this series is going to bear in our life, your life, our church's life, and the community around the world. And you'll know once I get into it, but I'm excited. Hopefully you're excited. I'm going to ask you to stand up. Stand up. And as you're standing, I hope and pray that our last series on prayer, our series called Bubbles, that has blessed your life, that you have been praying and seeing God move in your life. And by the way, if you prayed for wisdom and you found out that God gave you problems, he gave you problems to solve to, so you can grow in wisdom. So if you think I've been praying but my life got a little harder, that's because God is answering your prayer by giving you situations so you can grow in what you pray for. Woo, come on now. But he's there, he's there. So let's pray right now and, and pray that God would prepare our hearts for what he's going to do. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. And I pray that you challenge us, challenge us. We don't come here to hear what we, we want to hear. We come here to hear what we need to hear. So I pray you challenge us, transform us in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out on the count of three. Say word. One, two, three. Say word. Uh, turn to Malachi, Malachi, Malachi chapter three. Last book of the Old Testament. Malachi chapter three. Malachi chapter three. Every year at the end of the year, we have, you know, all our holidays, we got uh, Halloween, then we got Thanksgiving, then we got Christmas, and you know, the weather changes, the mood changes, and just the whole vibe changes to be Christmas and holiday season. And for some, it's a sad time because they miss their, their family during the holidays, and some, it's a joyous time. It's kind of a mixed, probably, for a lot of people. But for us, and for me in particular, and our church, me personally, and our church corporately, it's a time for vision. What are we going to prepare for next year. You got to prepare your year before your year. You should prepare your day before your, plan your day before your day, plan your, your week before your week, plan your month before your month, and plan your year before your year. And so we start thinking about what we want to do next year and, and how we're going to resource what we're going to do next year. And we usually do a series to share that vision with you and then to invite you to join us in it. And so this is a Make Your Difference series. And we are going to share vision, vision with you and, and how you can help us with resources. Our goals are take, not our goals, we are going to take a special Make Your Difference offering on November 14th and November 21st, because people miss church, but on those two days. And our goal is $7 million. That's our faith goal, $7 million. And I want you to be thinking about how God is going to use you. And this is so critical because whenever you talk about giving, it is so critical for us to understand what does God want you to do. And so we want to give you that opportunity. I want to share with you uh, about that today and, and, to, and tomorrow and next week, I should say. And what we're going to do is I'm going to share for a few minutes and then we're going to see a short video. And then I'm going to interview Pastor Ricky. He's going to talk about church expansion today, planting churches around the world. We're going to talk about missions next week. And then after that, we're going to talk about digital online. And we're going to talk about uh, uh, reaching out into the community, doing stuff in the community impact and the Freedom Center and Toys for Joy and outreach ministry. So we have all this stuff going on that we're going to just keep doing, keep doing, keep doing, and give you an opportunity to be part of it. Um, uh, I want to start out by saying something that's probably very controversial. So I'm going to talk about three words today. Ties, 
offerings and first fruits. Tithes, a tithe, we, we always hear tithes and offerings. F- offerings and first fruits. And we all know we take tithes, we give 10%, we're going to talk about 10% of our, our income, and I'm going to clarify what that means. And then offerings, which is over and above that, and then first fruits, which I just talked about in the offering today, giving God first. Tithes, offerings, and first fruits. Now, I'm going to say something controversial, that, and, 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 and the reason is not to shock you, but it will get your attention. You do not have to tithe. I'm going to say something more shocking. You don't have to read the Bible. You don't have to pray. You don't have to. God, God doesn't have handcuffs on you. However, if you don't do those things, you do not reap the benefits of doing those things. You get to do those things. God has given us a gift of giving, a gift Not only the gift to give, but the gift of the opportunity to give. He's given us the gift of having a relationship with him in prayer. He's given us the gift of his word. We get to do those things. There is a grace myth in Christian mentality. And here's the grace myth. Well, I live in an age of grace and, and here it is. I don't have to do anything and I still get blessed. That ain't true. That ain't true. You don't have to read the Bible, but guess what? You won't, you won't read the benefits of reading the Bible. You don't have to tithe, but you, don't, you will not reap the benefits of giving. And I know all of y'all want to be financially blessed and reap the, all the other blessings of giving. And so what I want to talk today, today about is something that God is inviting you into to say, this is here for you. And what comes with it is an amazing blessing. And so when we realize that God has blessed us to give and blessed us to receive the blessings of giving, then we say we step into it joyfully and not like I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. Number two, grace is a higher standard of the law. The cross was never about 10%. Jesus didn't tithe his life. God wants 100% of your life. So when we start talking about tithing, you think, well, they want 10%. No, 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 no. God wants everything. <laughs> 10% is just a starter kit. <laughs> That's just the beginning training wheels. Because once you do it and you realize this is awesome, you say, can I do more? Yeah, and then God blesses you even more. Why? Because God has a reciprocating relationship. He blesses those he can trust. And he knows he can trust you by what you do, not by what you say. Now, if, if you're saying good things, great, but then you got to live it and back it up. We're going to see that in a minute, by the way. Jesus is going to talk about tithing in a minute. So um, Malachi chapter 3. This is one of the most popular, well-known verses on tithing. And I want you to listen to what it says. It says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what have we robbed you? How do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. Why? Because the tithe, our money belongs to him. And God says, I'm going to entrust you with it and see what you do. Now, he has given you the freedom to keep it. But he says, you have robbed him. He's given you the freedom to keep it. Now, if he said, you have to give it to me and opened your hand and ripped it out, you're not giving it willingly. It says, you are cursed with a curse. You have robbed me, even this whole nation. You ever feel like you just keep working and you're not blessed financially? You're not blessed in your relationships? It may be because you're holding on to something that doesn't belong to you. 
And the curse is not that God has your little doll and he's got little needles. It's that the blessing that came with, the, with being generous, the blessing that comes with being obedient was withheld from you. So here's what he says. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, his church, and test me in this. This is what God says. Says the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out for such a, on you such a blessing that there will be not room enough to receive it. Now here's the thing. You are not going to receive the blessing that has no room to hold it from God without being obedient to God. I'm going to say it again. You will not receive the blessing that has no room to hold it. You're not going to receive that kind of blessing from God without being obedient to God. So you don't have to do it, but why would you cheat yourself out of that? Why would you cheat yourself out of giving a little bit to get a lot? And again, it's not always financial because you can get a lot of money and still not be happy. Imagine having less money but being so happy it didn't matter. That's what we're talking about. Where you're so blessed that you will want to be a blessing to be a blessing. So in this series, I want you to be thinking about, am I a, regu am I a regular tither? Do I give on a regular basis? Number three, a tithe literally means a tenth part. It literally means one-tenth. And we'll say the first tenth of what you receive from God. We talked about first fruits. God doesn't want your leftovers. This one thing God can't be, he can't be second. He's not going to be second. He said, I'm not in that. I'm only going to have a, a first place in your heart. Now, if you're saying, what, what, what does 10% really mean? Well, I'm a math guy. 10% is one-tenth. Okay, so I'm going to give you some examples so you can see what it really means. Okay, so check this out. It literally means a tenth part, the first tenth of what you receive from God. God doesn't want your leftovers. He does not and cannot be second. So here are some examples, okay. 10% of $1,000 is $100. 10% of $30,000 is $3,000. 10% of $100,000 is $10,000. 10% of a million is 100,000. And for the few of you out there, 10% of 100 million is 10 million. That's right. Now you're thinking, well, well do, I, do I tie before my, my gross or my net? Well, do you want God to bless your gross or your net? God needs to be first. I have been tithing for 37 years. 37 years. 1984 when I first got saved. I remember my first tithe I gave. I remember where I was standing when I looked at my check and said, okay, I got to give 10% of that. Gross. And guess what? God has blessed. Not only financially, but opportunity to make finances, opportunity to help people, opportunity to have more responsibility in the kingdom. This is what we're talking about. So my question to you is, are you a tither? If we all tithe, there is, we would have money to reach 10 times more people. And all you got to do is think about is you. Okay, Genesis, tithing in the Old Testament. Genesis chapter 14. This is before the Old Testament law, by the way. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, and he was a priest of the Most High. And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram of God Most High. Abram became Abraham. Possessed of heaven and earth. And blessed be the God Most High who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Abraham blessed him and gave him 10%. This is before the Old Testament law. Leviticus chapter 27. It says, and all the tithe of the land, whether it is seed, the seed of the fruit of the tree, 
is the Lord's. It is holy, set aside. That means that if the tithe that you have, if it's in your possession, it belongs to God. It don't belong to you. Now, God's going to say, you can keep it if you want, but you don't want to keep that. It will burn a hole in your pocket. You want to say, God, I, I honor you with it. And guess what happens? It brings a blessing on the rest. Not understand what I'm telling you. This is a spiritual principle that you can test. In Malachi, we, we, wrote, we, we read, test me, God said. It's the only time in the Bible God says test me. Test me. Don't give God a little tip here and try to work the numbers here. Say, God, that 10% is yours. Bam. And then watch what happens. Watch what happens in your heart. Watch what happens in your bank account. Watch what happens in your opportunities. Watch what happens in open doors. Watch what happens in raises or promotions in your job. Watch what happens supernaturally, spiritually. It's a spiritual principle in your life. Um, Tithing in the New Testament. Jesus said, woe to you scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites. Listen to what he's saying. Here's the hypocrite, hypocrite. Here's, the, here's the beyond legal part of it. You pay your tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law. You do tithe, but you've neglected justice and mercy and faith. And these you have ought to have done without leaving the others undone. You need to do both. Don't just give a little bit and I'm good. Remember, God wants your whole heart. You want your whole heart. Okay? Tithes, 10%. Every time we say tithes, I want you to be thinking about, am I a tither? Do I, do I faithfully give? Or do I hoard it and kind of benefit from it, something that belongs to God, and then give it when it's convenient or give it when I got leftovers? Or do I say, God, I'm honoring you first. First fruits. We talked about that. We're going to talk about it again. Uh, number four, offerings given. These are offerings given for special projects. This is exactly what we're talking about. How can I give extra? plant churches? How can I give extra to do missions? How can I give extra to reach San Diego and do outreach here in San Diego? Exodus 35, 4-9, Moses is building a tabernacle and he spoke to the children of Israel and saying, this is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, take from among you an offering to the Lord for the tabernacle who, with whoever is has a willing heart. Don't give if you don't got a willing heart. Now you may be like, man, this is hard, but I trust God. That's cool. But not like... If I, I just want to get them off my back. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I trust God and I'm going to look for God to bless me. Whoever is a willing heart, let him bring an offering to the Lord. This is Old Testament. When, when Moses would take an offering for the tabernacle, gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, scarlet thread, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skins, dyed red, badger skin, and acacia wood, Oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for the sweet incense, onyx stones, and stones to be set in the ephod in the breastplate. Now check this out. These are slaves walking in the wilderness. These are two half million slaves that were slaves in Egypt. Now they're walking in the wilderness. Where did they get all that stuff? When they left Egypt, they plundered the Egyptians with all these valuable things. And they had nothing to do with it because they were in the wilderness. All their riches was useless. A lot of times we think our money is so valuable, it's going to save our life. It's not. It has no value in the kingdom. It has value as an exchange for discipline in your heart. So even what you have, the Bible says riches fly away and they grow wings and fly away. So just step back and get perspective that God has given you something to exchange to open doors of opportunity and be a blessing to people. But at the end of the day, when you go to heaven, you're not going to take it with you. 
So an offering is over and above your tithe for special projects, exactly what we're talking about here. So our seven million that we're trying to raise is over and above what our operations is. We don't want to take from our operational money. We want to do more than what we just normally do every day. And lastly, first fruits. First fruits give to God first. Look what the Bible says from uh, Leviticus chapter 23, 23, 9 to 12. The Lord spoke to Moses and said to the children of Israel, when you come into the land which I will give you and reap the harvest, that means when you chop down the crops, pull the apples, cut the wheat, when you reap down, you shall bring a sheaf or a bundle of first fruits of your harvest to the priest. In other words, the first thing you chop down to harvest, that's the first fruit. You're going to take that first and you shall give it to the priest and he shall wave it to be accepted on your behalf on the day of the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Say, here is evidence you blessed us, God, evidence that we honor you, evidence that it came from you, and evidence that more is to come. And you shall offer on that day when you wave it a male of the lamb of the first year without blemish, the first lamb, as a burnt offering. First fruits is a statement of thanksgiving and faith, an expression of faith that more is to come. In a minute you're going to see a video. A video about our church expansion through planting churches around the world. Um, and I want you to be thinking about, one, do I, do I tithe? Am I a regular giver? How, do I, or do I just come here and consume what's going on? I'm, I'm enjoying everything, but I'm not investing financially into the expenses of what God is doing. That's number one. And beyond that, do I want to give a beyond that to expand what we're doing here around the world? We have people around the world watching right now, planting a church where you are, doing ministry where you are, cleaning up your community, doing do something, uh, uh, ministry, outreach ministry in your community. Do you want to invest? So I want to encourage you to be praying about it as you're watching this video. And when we come back from the video, I'm going to have Pastor Ricky here and we're going to talk more specifically about planting churches. Check it out. Global Pervasive Hope means reaching every person in every location around the world with a hope of eternal life that can only be found through Jesus Christ. Rock Church is expanding both domestically and internationally by planting churches. The church's first plant is in McKinney, Texas. And God willing, the second church plant will be in Oahu, Hawaii. I believe God is calling Rock Church to plant a location in Hawaii. My name is Mark Richardson, and I'd like to share the vision of Rock Church Hawaii with you. Six years ago, while I was praying, God gave me a specific vision to plant a multicultural, relevant church. When our leadership team decided to invest in church planning, I knew I needed to take a step of faith and start the process. While connecting with a campus pastor and dialoguing about where to plant, he said to me, Hawaii. Hey, what's up, Rock Church? Excited to be here. Aloha, excited to be here in Hawaii. Um, we're out here starting our church planning journey. So um, I love you guys, and I hope to see you soon. Incredibly, God was lining up all the pieces of how we would reach Hawaii. I believe God is guiding our church to reach several different communities in Oahu, Hawaii. For the homeless community, we already have a partnership in Oahu. Through partnerships like these, Rock Church will minister to over 4,400 homeless on Oahu. We are establishing partnerships with container villages who work in transitional housing 
and services, as well as partnerships with local businesses who employ people in transition, like the Wyoli Coffee and Tea House. Hawaii is well known as the surf capital of the world and where surfing originated. For the surf community, we are starting to partner with adaptive surfing organizations like Access Surf and One More Wave. Adaptive surfing is overcoming a physical disability to enjoy riding ocean waves toward the shore on a surfboard. We will volunteer to help people with disabilities get in the ocean and we'll share the love of Christ with them. Ultimately, we'll reach out to the entire surf community, not just adaptive surfers. For the military, Hawaii is a strategic base, both for the Navy, Marines, Air Force, Army, and Coast Guard are represented in Hawaii. Over 100,000 people are active duty military in Hawaii, and the majority of these people are in Oahu. The military is Oahu's largest employer. We have an established relationship with a Marine Corps chaplain in Oahu. Why would The Rock come and start a church here? I'll say a couple of things. One, one big word is community. Community is huge. You know, when somebody can find something that's familiar, maybe it's not what they grew up with, but it's like what they grew up with. Um, maybe they have a connection. We know in Hawaii and Ohana, family is huge. And we have the green light to begin partnering the minister to the military there. For the jail and prison community, there are seven jails and two juvenile hall detention facilities in Oahu, with over 2,800 people incarcerated. Through our partnership with Good News Jail and Prison Ministry and the Department of Public Safety, we hope to bring the church to these inmates. Finally, Hawaii is known for its beautiful beaches and picturesque landscapes. Rock Church will work with local creation care organizations like Kupu Hawaii, who partner with local Hawaiians to restore the land through caring for the environment. I'm inviting you to partner with us by praying for us, giving to this effort, or going with us as we follow God and bringing global pervasive hope to Hawaii. God bless you. What's up, family? Hopefully you've been thinking about uh, the message, tithes, offerings, and first fruits, and be thinking about that when you go home. Uh, think about your finances. Think about have you been blessed financially? Not necessarily with more, but has God blessed what you have? And then that video was awesome about what's going on in Hawaii. I know a lot of you were like, I want to go to Hawaii and be a church. Let's go. We got the Rock Church in Hawaii. I'm here with Pastor Ricky Page. Pastor Ricky is overseeing our church expansion efforts, and I want to get, give you an opportunity to get to know him and hear more in depth what we're going to be doing over the next year or so so you can be praying about how you want to be involved. Not only financially, you may want to visit and go move to one of these places and be part of our Rock Church. So what's up, Ricky? Hey, Pastor Miles, how are you? Good, good, good. Why don't you tell everybody your journey to where you are now in, at the church? Yeah, wow, it's been 16 years in May. It will be 16 years I've been on staff. You old. Yeah, I know. I, was, I haven't been here 16 yeah, years. Yeah, I know. I've been here longer than you have. Uh, 16 years. Yeah, I am old. I'm 51 now, which is crazy, yeah. right? 51, and in that 16 years being here on staff, I've worked in every department pretty much that we have at this church. Uh, but as of the last five years, I've really focused on the external church, outside of the walls of the building here in Point Loma and then our right. other five campuses. So talk about those five departments because people would be good to know You've had experience here, 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 here. Yeah. You planted the first 
uh, well, the second campus we had. That's in right. East County, but yeah, give us, give us yeah. a little history. Yeah, so I directed um, a couple of our youth pastors and I, I helped to oversee junior high and senior high and then went into kids ministry, junior high, senior high, and college ministry, junior high, senior high. Kids ministry was, was always something that I had my hands in all of those departments. And then uh, in 2013, we opened up our El Cajon campus, which was our second campus. Mm -hmm. And it was significantly bigger than our North County campus, which is now our San Marcos campus at the time, because we had gained a lot of educational learnings and it was just, it was fun. My family, my wife and my son and my daughter and I, and I my wife is Nova and she leads worship on time to time. You'll see her on the screens. And, mm -hmm. and my son is turning 21 at the end of the month. He is? <laughs> oh, so his son, when he was Seven? Seven. Ran up here and I interviewed him. He yep. came up, put his foot up and just <laughs> talked about Jesus. And he used to do Bible study at lunchtime at his school. And he would say, who prayed to receive the Lord? God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. And he would, when he was seven, seven eight, years, eight old. years old. Okay, yeah. now Shiloh's how old? Shiloh's seven. just turned nine. She oh. just turned nine. Oh, no, MJ's seven. Yeah, she's yeah, two years yeah, old. Yeah. She's a surfer. She's, going, yes. she's a pro surfer? Well, not yet, but she has a her first competition this weekend, and she has a sponsor. She's pro. She getting paid? Yeah. Well, Mancoa Style is her sponsor, and they gave her a board, so she's, technically she's pro. She's pro. <laughs> she's pro. She's a nine-year-old pro surfer. This big, and the waves are this big. <laughs> yes. And you know, it's funny. She catches waves, and she goes, I got to tell Pastor Miles I'm doing something. <laughs> so, yeah, we've, we've really had our hands. By the way, what's her family. handle? What's her handle on okay, Instagram? Okay, so it's at Shiloh.page. At yeah. Shiloh.page. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. I'm her agent, by the way. Absolutely, <laughs> you are. She sends people to Pastor Miles. This is my manager. Uh, so my family and I really have been involved with from our first multi-site campus, which was so new for us. We didn't, in this church, we didn't really know what we were doing, but it was a huge success. And so we then opened up several other campuses and both Nova and my son actually were involved in opening those campuses. We have five campuses, counting the Point Loma campus is the one that we call our broadcast campus and so four other campuses in all different regions of San Diego and we had our hands in all of those and have amazing leaders at all of those campuses uh, great communities but then we started really looking at uh, beyond those campuses uh, and in particular even before 2020 we were online we had a whole community of folks that were doing church in their homes and all over the world and we were able to connect all those folks together through an online service. And we were doing those on Sundays. Uh, so even beyond our five physical locations, we had this online church. I'm also involved in that currently. And we're ex trying to ex expand that. And really, we're trying to capitalize on the awesome thing. I mean, there's a lot of not aw awesome things that happened in 2020. But one of the <laughs> awesome things was neighbors and friends and family all gathered in homes and they were doing these small community churches and they're part of the rock church they tune into the whole worship service mm -hmm. and then they stay after the worship service in each other's homes and do break bread together and mm -hmm. so we're trying to continue that not only continue it but launch more of those mm -hmm. yeah so talk about church planning yeah church planning wow so I don't know if you even would have imagined this 22 years ago, Pastor Miles, when you were at a little room in San Diego State, you know, that you would be all over the world. But we're mm -hmm. going all over the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the awesome part about my job is I get to help with the executive team discover men and women who are called to take and develop and start churches all over and take the Rock Church into different regions. So we're, 
we're planning in 2022 to go to Northern California. We're planning to go to Northern Mexico. We're planning, obviously, as you saw, Hawaii. We're going to mm -hmm. take over Oahu and then every other island that's out there. Uh, we, we would like to go to Los Angeles. Uh, we have plans for Los Angeles. We have plans for the Congo, mm -hmm. which is absolutely insane. We have uh, a, a pastor who's developing an apprentice pastor that we would love to see in Congo starting a church uh, there in 2022, 2023. And they actually have land there already. They, they're, we're, we're purchasing land. We're going to help them, partner with them in part, purchasing okay, land. Okay, great, yeah. great. What, as people are thinking, what is a, a rock church, what's the significance of planting a church? It seems like a, a no-brainer, but help people understand what that really means yes. and the significance of it. Absolutely. Uh, you saw in the video, there is five different communities that are Hawaii congregation that's not even a congregation yet is is actually wanting to impact the prison community and homeless and the military community and uh, and, and the surf community there, there's all these community groups that are gathered all over your city wherever you're listening to and we want to as we we've been practicing for 22 years here at, at this church the rock church our philosophy of ministry our, our philosophy of church is if we're supposed to be the light of the world then we got to be mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. So we, we want to actually get into communities all over the world and develop strong Christian groups and, and uh, churches that are gathering that are being do something churches. They're, mm -hmm. they're actually functioning as where the city goes when they need help. And that's happened so many times. I've been here for the past 16 years, fire and rescue mm -hmm. our first responders they'll come to us and ask us for help and literally this church springs into actions and thousands of people mm -hmm. serve mm -hmm. the community that's the significance of starting churches all over the place mm -hmm. is because you can't just do that in san diego we mm -hmm. got to do that in the entire world and and that's that was the benefit of even starting a camp a multi-site because right. we we had one campus um, we were here at one campus, and we said, well, let's start one in North County, East County, South County, City Heights. And the reason wasn't so people didn't have to drive as far. The reason was to plant a, a part of our body in that community to serve that community, to be a do-something church in that community. And every one of our campuses, that's the goal, is that we would take, graft off from here, and, and then they would graft off from there to go to another camp uh, community so they can serve that community. And when you invest, and we talk about, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the Make a Difference offering that we're going to take on November 14th and 21st, depending on which one you come to, be praying about, hey, I want to invest in the Rock's ability to multiply around the world to plant churches uh, so those churches can then bless those people. Not so people can just come sit and listen. That's not what we're about. We're about more than that. We want to do something in the community, serve in the community. Absolutely. And you know what's awesome is there's so many stories and the reason why we're really pursuing church planting and getting into the world. So many stories. I mean, millions of stories mm -hmm. that we could share. But in particular, one that just comes to my mind is as we were kind of venturing into this, there was a, a young lady who was at this church who went to Africa to start a <laughs> yeah. gym. Yeah. And in that gym, every Sunday, she would gather her clients and they'd, they, were, they had a church there. And while church is going on, we got an instant message or a direct message from a young lady in Africa who said, I'm ready to take my life. And through the chat conversation, we actually connected them in two hours. We connected that young lady with our rock church in Africa and probably saved her life, but for sure changed her life for, forever.
I mean, it doesn't get any more practical than that. that uh, and that young lady was one of my security, volunteer security That's right. here. And she went She's to the I'm gonna, she was she just <laughs> like a muscle, a muscle. So I'm going to Africa to start a gym, and, and we see pictures of her all the time in her gym with all her, her team out there working out. And, but think about it. Halfway around the world, someone say, I want to kill myself, and we have a person there that can minister to them. So listen, here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want to encourage you to be praying, praying for uh, our ability, the Rock Church's ability to expand and, yeah. and multiply churches all around the world. There's no limit. This is just what he, the list he gave was just in the next 18 months. We're talking years and years. Once we get more and more people getting into the pipeline saying, I want to start a church, I want to start a church, or, and I want to join one of the churches you have and then be discipled there and start a church from there. That's right. That can multiply exponentially and grow the impact of uh, what God is, what God started here 22 years ago, uh, going to be 22 years Same. in February. Uh, uh, so anyway, lift up your hands right now because I want you to pray right now and pray for Ricky hmm. and pray that God would anoint the offering we're going to take to fund this. This is not, this doesn't happen for free. We got to invest finances. Yeah. You know, when you think about giving, it's like, oh, they just want all money. These things cost money. You can pray all you want, but somebody's got to pay the bank. The bank's going to be like, well, you're the rock, we'll just give it to you. You know, that, that hardly ever happens. Well, it doesn't happen. <laughs> I should say hardly ever happens. But um, pray that God would move on people's hearts. We want to raise $7 million so we can do this and other things we're going to talk about in this series. Um, so I want you to be praying about just what, not only what God's going to prompt you to do, because if all of us do something, a lot will happen, but that God would prompt and move on the, the hearts of our church. So lift your hand up towards your screen, wherever you are. Yeah. Lord, I just pray for Pastor Ricky. I pray you anoint uh, his ministry, his vision, his leadership. I pray that you uh, unite his team and all the people he's going to be leading in this process, that you unite their hearts, unite their, their vision, uh, their courage, their stamina. Uh, unite and anoint their prayer life. Because mm. we know the devil does not want this to happen. So we pray you give us wisdom and anointing and power in Jesus' name. Open up doors we never thought possible. And even now that there be people who want to give us a building, want to uh, open up a door for, for a, a school or whatever it is to put our church in. People who want to invest in this financially, that they would write seven-figure seven checks, checks, <laughs> seven-figure yeah. checks. In yeah. Jesus' name, we yeah. thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Come on, somebody. God bless y'all. God bless y'all.